This is it. The finale is here. Two contestants are left and only one of them can be crowned America's Next Top Podcaster. Will September show the judges that she's earned the title or will Ken be the one on top? Find out this week on the season four finale of America's Next Top Podcaster. Welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's the podcasting masterclass that spends 10 episodes convincing you that it's all about collaboration, education, and good feelings. And then in episode 11, you realize that all but one of the 12 contestants have had victory stolen from them. And this is definitely a reality competition. I'm Bobby Frankenberger. So here we are. The final challenge of the competition is here. September McCready and Ken Pelishok have withstood 11 grueling weeks of podcast pitching, designing, recording, and editing, and now they get to put all that learning to the test to see which of them can produce one final episode that the judges will love. The challenge is deceptively simple. Take a podcast episode from an early in the competition, one that failed in the week that it was judged, and make a second episode in that imagined podcast series. It should be easy, right? Not only do they have all the weeks of learning and coaching that they've gotten since then, but they even have the judges' notes from that original episode to help prevent them from making the same mistakes again. On top of all of that, they get to bring back a team of some of the eliminated contestants to help them get the work done. Should be a walk in the park, right? Well, the trouble is that since they both get these advantages, the challenge is still the usual one. Impress the judges and make them like your podcast episode at least a little bit better than the other one. And if you do, glory awaits. As usual, we're going to follow along with the contestants to see how they got along in the week. September decided to do another episode in the podcast series that her team came up with in week two of the competition. Cheers to Brewing. Now remember, it was a scripted nonfiction podcast about the history of beer brewing and specifically focused on the role of women in that history. For her team, September decided to bring back two of the Shans, Sean White and Sean Wyland, as well as Key Sign. Immediately, they jumped right back into the rhythm. She rallied the team on Monday night, immediately after the judging and announcement of the final challenge, and they got to work. Unfortunately, they were all out of practice in regards to making sure they recorded their planning sessions, and there were some technical difficulties. As a result, we don't get to hear the thoughts that went into making those initial decisions about direction on that first night. What we do know is that they decided to focus on the different roles that yeast has played throughout the history of brewing beer. And since they told their podcast coach, Tom Merritt, all about it, let's just listen to that conversation. Ah, September, you made it to the top two. That's so great. Oh my gosh, I can't even. <laughs> That's so great. So uh, yeast, beer, archaeology, this uh, sounding amazing. Tell me more. So, yeah, we brainstormed a little bit and uh, we're redoing that Cheers to Brewing episode mm -hmm. that fell down in some places. I remembered hearing stories and reading about beers being recovered from like shipwrecks from like hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, these brewers found a way to get that yeast and brew from it and recreate ancient, you know, old recipes. And we thought, oh, well, I mean, there's a great hook. I started to look at it and framing it like time travel with kind of mm -hmm. like yeast is travel through time. There's because we have antique 
examples like 133 years ago. We have ancient examples of Egyptian. Some of us are feeling a little shakier on the time travel thing because I don't want to get bit in the butt the same way we did with, I thought it was going to be about witches, right? And proving it's time travel is a little weird, even though it's a great hook. So we haven't nailed down that story yet. Obviously, we've only been at this a day. But I was looking for an expert because we did want an expert voice. And I got referred to someone from, and I was like, they might not believe, they're going to think we made this up because it's literally Lost World's Brewing Company. Oh, nice. Which is down the road for me, like a half hour away. And um, they are an archaeology themed brewery. And Mm -hmm. the brewer I was referred to that I uh, chatted with, like, used to be a history teacher. (laughs) That's perfect. So I got really good quotes from him. I don't know that I can get audio, but I have good quotes. Is it that you can't schedule a time to talk that you yeah. can't get audio or? Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, yeah. well, maybe next week. And then uh, this guy's like, well, I, I, I don't know how to do that. And I've explained it, but then he quit responding. I wish I had mobile unit because he was like, let me know when you're coming by the brewery and I'll try to meet you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's if not, I, not, that's that's something you could swing, huh? Because that's that's so so tempting, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've had a mobile rig in my Amazon wish list for a long time, but I mean, do you have a laptop with a USB connector to a mic? No, the Chromebook's got like no ports. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an iPad. Honestly, if you just want to use his bytes, you could just take the iPad and just record. That would be probably as good as a phone. You're you're gonna want to get it real close to to his mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's worth thinking about anyway. I'm, I'm going to try, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're also considering, we'll be talking about leaning more toward archaeology than time mm-hmm. travel. And I mean, we could Indiana Jones it up, I guess. I mean, that's another way to do it is to, to be digging down. And as you go down into the dirt, you're reaching new levels of beer, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I got some really good quotes about like this gem of a yeast that this brewer started using. Um, and I was like, well, why do you call it a gem? And he gave me some really good science about mm-hmm. how they can brew it faster because yeast and fermentation, like it's they go against conventional fermentation yeah maybe maybe the time travel if the time travel isn't working just go with straight like we're gonna go you know backwards in time through archaeology through archaeology as as we dig down okay and on that uh going back through time should we start at the most recent old if if you're keeping the archaeology metaphor then yes you would start with the most recent and go backwards and i think that can work from a tease ahead and signposting argument it's just like you know, we're going to take you on a journey as we dig through the past of of yeast and brewing, starting with, you know, a 133-year-old beer, and we'll end up, you know, f- what it, what is it, 400,000 years in the past? or So move um, toward the past, you think, instead of start with the oldest one and move toward yeah, the past? Yeah, yeah, because the past is more impressive. Recency, you know, is like, that's that's... Like, oh, okay, the the one that's really old is like, whoa, we could make a beer from something that old? That's incredible. So you want to tease that you're going to get there. And then that fits the archaeological metaphor of digging. Because when you dig, you always start with the most recent layers and it gets older as you go down. Yeah, I know. Our time's up. This is going to be so good. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go get them. Good luck. 
After some concept help and direction from Tom, the team continued to work on honing in on how they were going to pick between time travel and archaeology as a device, and how to communicate the history to the listener. Hello. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Hi. Yes. How are we doing? We threw around a couple ideas. What was, um, gotcha. I think we were looking at Ukrainian beer, uh, the creation history of IPAs. And, you know, I listened back to the old episode and he brought it up before. Like his, he really wants to tell the story about Mexican beers, what we call Mexican beers, like where they actually originated, which is somewhere different. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast has legs. <laughs> <laughs> But we seem to have settled on um, antique, ancient, and primordial yeasts and how they've been used by modern brewers and kind of telling the story of uh, yeast through time. I'm a little scared of the, like, time travel. Tom was available today, so we did Tom Tom. He was kind of in on, you know, the, the, the time travel thing as long as we don't. It, we don't end up with anything cheesy or hokey. Um, archaeology being another potential good tack because of the expert I got. I think, I think it'd be important to explain the importance of yeast for for brewing because for people like me because I like I said I'm a beer illiterate so I don't know what I personally don't know what exactly the the importance of yeast is for brewing beer. Oh, okay. So we've um, had some asynchronous discussion in the chat about the direction we're going to take this. Key has, um, well, Sean Wyland's done a ton of research. Key has a starter script, some scaffolding, working about fleshing it out, and we're going to steer away from the time travel Regardless of the TARDIS being such a great sound effect. I don't think Sean Weil and I are going to have any trouble being conversational about this. Or, And my husband was like, wow, you're not going to have any trouble sounding excited about this. Because <laughs> I have been obviously excited about uh, grooves for, for years. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a bartending expert or anything, but... Uh, as, as much as I know about beverage, drink, and I know about conversation. That's also part of my job. So that's, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going totally. to talk about the yeasty bits. <laughs> Ooh, jeez. <Nice>. Be <laughs> uh, careful with that. Like, yeah. yeah, and that was another, like, even though it is a fungus, and, and um, I do like the outlining how it works. We talked about wanting to make sure we mention how it, it eats sugar and excretes booze. Um, yeah, we live with it every day, but we don't want to use icky words too many times outside of the explanation of the science so that we can have the conversation about just the really cool finds. The team was very excited to be getting back to work on this final episode. There was a lot of writing to be done, and while the team continued to work on the writing and research, September sat down with me one last time to talk about her time on the show and whether or not actually winning was an important outcome at this point. September McCready, fin- ANTP finalist, September yeah. McCready. Yeah. How does that feel? My my heart is pounding in my ears a little. Yeah, like all, all week so far it's been that way? <laughs> no, it's kind of just finally sinking in. Yeah. As I'm planning 
timing to get everything done and that scheduling and the whole normal deadline stuff, it today really hit hard of this extra layer of, holy crap, um, it's over. How are you feeling about that? Is there mixed emotions? Are you excited that it's going like all the work is going to be done? Or like I'm really looking forward to taking everything I've gotten out of this and taking it back to my shows and, and working with Sean again now that he got inspired to restart our old show and just making taking it forward and making everything better. I've improved some skills and I can spend a little more time and dedicate a little more time um, being on ANTP and the time it's taken shows me that I can really buckle down and do yeah. better. What are those? What lessons are you have you gotten out of the show so far? Ooh, um, a lot of it is, I think, the work ethic of I, I produce two out of three of my shows. So I'm going to I just have to be better about creating my own deadlines. So you mean the fact that that there's this strict weekly deadline is kind of showing you that there's a value to having that? It validated that it's important. Yeah. And, and and that's what a lot of the ANTP lessons for me have been validation. But as ANTP has validated like these techniques I've used and um when I've been able to my input gets heard and goes all the way through the sh- to the show and I get good feedback it's like just on that way back up of I'm I am okay at this like yeah. I'm better at this than than I thought I was I I hmm. last year I I was about to give up yeah and I wanted ANTP to help me get my mojo back and, and I think I'm there right now <laughs> So you don't think if if you you're not worried about losing this this week? No, I mean no. I'm worried about doing a bad job. I'm, I'm worried about letting down right. <laughs> like folks, new friends, and folks I brought back in. You know, um, to oh, right, right. help them feel good. Like, and that's a good motivating thing. I don't know if you guys you know thought of that with. Uh, there are things about using a team structure that can be learned on a lot of different levels in this besides just the technical challenges. But this last week of, of bringing a team back to support you, that that stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially with the way it sounds like you're approaching it instead of thinking about them as team members to delegate to, you're thinking about them as as people that you, like you said it yourself, you wanted to provide them an opportunity for redemption to show what maybe a, something of what they didn't get to show by, by being, by being out of the competition earlier than, than maybe they, they deserve to be, you know? Well, awesome. I'm uh, I can't wait to hear it. And um, I know that, that whatever happens, uh, you guys are, you guys are, gonna produce something great because that's why you're here (laughs) thanks and i appreciate all of your help and support through this you guys team antp is a good place to be good luck and uh and we'll see you for one more judging on monday what has been around for millions of years and has been a major influence on human society you have undoubtedly had contact with it possibly even today the answer yeast 
Yes, yeast, the little single-celled organisms responsible for fermentation and one of the few life forms that has the power to lie dormant for an astonishing amount of time. Today on Cheers to Brewing, we toast the thing that makes toasts possible, liquid or solid. From shipwrecked antique ales, centuries-old Viking yeast, ancient Egyptian beers, to even a recently revived primordial strain, we are going to give thanks and cheers to yeast, every brewer's best friend. Welcome again to Cheers to Brewing. I'm September McCready. And I'm Sean Wyland. It's no secret that we're fans of brewed beverages in many forms. Just a quick reminder, of course, that September's full-length final submission is available as its own episode on the America's Next Top Podcaster feed. Check it out. It's definitely worth the listen. Next up, we're going to follow along with how Ken managed his team and worked on his final submission this week. Whereas September had picked one of her own podcasts to redo for the final submission, Ken chose to work on improving a podcast he didn't work on from a past week. Ken chose to work on a second episode of the world's most dangerous chemical podcast from week six, Science Week. That episode was the one that was memorable for having a seemingly tone-deaf approach to the difficult topic of Nazis and chemical warfare. Ken was confident that he could overcome those challenges in his attempt at a second episode. In order to help him with this task, he assembled his team consisting of Bill Meeks, Sean Allred, and Jason Peters. They met right away after the judging on Monday night. How have you been enjoying your time away from this contest? <laughs> I my my Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays have been a lot freer. <laughs> yeah. So, Bill, are you familiar at all with our challenge this week? I'm guessing it's you have to redo one of the ones that lost in a previous week. That's exactly right. Uh, they only gave us like four to choose from. Mm -hmm. And I chose the most dangerous chemical one. You were around for that week, yeah? Oh, yeah. I think that was the one where they made the the slightly offensive misstep, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, basically, we have to act as though we are making another episode of that. So it would be a different topic. Mm -hmm. um, my thinking immediately went to, with dangerous chemicals, asbestos. There's a town here uh, in Quebec called Asbestos. Oh, it, was, it was recently renamed. It was called Asbestos Quebec. Huh. Because it it had an asbestos mine, okay. and knowing it's a dangerous chemical now, it there's a bunch of really f almost funny uh, commercials and stuff about how great asbestos is, you know, and uh, how you need to like put a, getting support for it and stuff, right? Yeah, and like just get this asbestos tile for your home and stuff like that. So I was hoping we can draw on a lot of that. I'm just thinking here, I know a guy removes asbestos f for a job. Oh, wow. So maybe I can interview him, which, you know, and I think we, we still need, we need to learn the lesson of, of the last group that took this on and, and, mm -hmm. I give that sensitivity to it because there are some people, it's kind of one of those um, stains on Canadian 
uh, international relations because we're still shipping asbestos out all over the place, as far as I know. And yeah. uh, third world countries are using it in unsafe ways. I, I mean, there can still be a little bit of intrigue like they had, but, you know, that that will definitely be easy to maintain gravitas throughout, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it is pretty, pretty heavy. I have only only Jason I've actually worked with. Oh, really? So nice to meet you, Sean. <laughs> Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I Hi. Hey, I'll have my normal setup tonight. There we go. So welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. I'll yeah, I'm reading it right get, now. Get you up to speed. Reading. It's uh, a redo of a previous challenge. They gave us four to pick from, and I picked most dangerous chemical and we would just be doing another episode of that with a different chemical and my mind immediately went to asbestos yeah okay yeah that sounds interesting i don't know i don't know how familiar people are with asbestos uh in general like i i Maybe because my most people know of it as being bad, you know, like yeah. that's what I think. Oh, asbestos, go the opposite direction, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like my wife's a real estate broker, so she's fairly familiar with it and the dangers of it. And I, I used to work in a manufacturing setting where they they taught um, uh, asbestos, like chemical hazardous chemical training you know you'd get all that stuff and mm-hmm. uh, i used to actually make safety videos so i had to make videos about asbestos <laughs> so <laughs> and basically what it is 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 this flame retardant chemical or substance it's like a fiber and they'd wrap pipes in it and what whatnot and it would make every anything flame proof but um when it frays, there's these little tiny little hooks that get into your lungs and, and hook there for, for good. And you know, you're, they'll cause lung cancer. I wonder how much we should, maybe we should just find our own. We don't need to necessarily lean on the uh, previous dangerous chemical for kind of atmosphere and sound design. We can kind of come up with our own thing. A little bit more difficult is Kathleen because if she's a human rights advocate, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, she may. She she sent me like um, she actually like she'll get up in Parliament and uh, talk about asbestos and stuff, and she's actually had some some sort of effect on getting it getting Canada to ban it. Like Canada was kind of one of the. Uh, the last of the um, developed world, for lack of a better, like the first world countries to to <laughs> outright ban asbestos. So yeah, so the contestant must make a podcast episode teaching something in an area of science. So you're gonna have to. I mean, it's easy to go with the sort of like human interest side of it with your guests, yeah. but I think you have to find a way to split the difference. Yeah, between and I think I I think we can do that. We can just kind of talk about the the chemical makeup of asbestos, what it is, um, but like its effect on 
human lungs. That's more biology, really. Yes. Yeah. Ken had a clear idea of what he wanted this episode to be about. The team was making headway, discussing how to bring Ken's vision to life. However, one aspect of this challenge was nagging at Ken as they continued to work. How much do they need to stay true to the original tone of the show they are redoing? And is it important to strictly obey the rules of the original challenge? Fortunately, Tom Merritt, his podcast coach, was around for one more week of coaching to keep him focused and on track. Hey, Ken, congrats on making it to the finale, man. Oh, boy, Tom. They haven't figured it out yet, so I'm still in it. <laughs> Keep them fooled. One more week. One more week. Boy, Tom, do I need to hear some coaching this week because this podcast is, is kind of getting away from me here. I picked the dangerous chemical. I immediately thought of asbestos. Very dangerous. Okay. I was worried you would say, is that a chemical? It uh, has a chemical makeup. Yeah. I I don't think you're going to lose the uh, the entire contest on asbestos isn't a chemical. Otherwise, we would have let you win. I think it's close enough to being a chemical makeup that that it's probably fine. Uh, you might want to you might want to address that. You know, if, yeah. if you're worried about it, just be like, you know, well, asbestos isn't often thought of as a chemical. It has a chemical makeup, blah, 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 you know, uh, but but yeah, it's going to be more about do you tell a compelling story. Yeah. If you, if you tell a really compelling story that wows the judges, they're going to forget, you know, little niggly things like that. I am so glad to hear you say that because I went and booked two interviews. I'm still in interview booking mode. Uh huh. Uh, I'm talking to a actress slash activist who she lost her father working in a, with asbestos Mm -hmm. and, uh, her mother is sick. Um, Mm -hmm. I got an interview with her tonight. Um, and then I have an interview with another activist who was kind of instrumental in getting Canada to ban export of asbestos. Canada kind of has a sordid history with asbestos because we got so much of it here. Yeah, you're you're a good 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 quote unquote source of asbestos. I I know that. Yeah. Now I don't know how much I need to worry if it is originally it's supposed to be a science podcast and specifically mm-hmm. a chemistry podcast. Right. Um my desire always wants to go to the human interest story and like the cover up and all that business. When I think of asbestos, it's more geology. Uh, I don't know how important it is. I need to focus on that chemistry. Well, I, I think in your in your first act, because uh, I'm 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 spying on your your channel here. Your what yep. is asbestos? That's where you handle the science. You get get put a strong scientific basis of you know what is its chemical composition, uh, how is it formed, why is it tempting, why why did people use this at all. Uh, and mm-hmm. any kind of human stuff. That's where you can get into the geology of it. You can get into the composition, you know, why its chemi- chemical composition is advantageous. Uh, and if you get a scientist uh, on the record, uh, you know, actual audio is great, but even if it's just, you know, quoting uh, and bringing in another voice to read something that that is from from a scientific work, that's going to put the basis in science. And that leaves you freedom when you get into the dangers, you can talk about the biology of it, right? 
And that brings yeah. in a little science, but you can mix that with the human story because the danger is to humans. And then your cleanup and you're like, what do we do about this? And cover-ups can be very human because you've you've rooted your story in science. I was also thinking of uh, interviewing uh, someone in asbestos removal for that act three. Uh, and like, I mean, I'll tell you what would be, what, what am I going to expect to hear? I'm going to expect to hear somebody who got cancer, somebody who's suffering, uh, somebody who's telling me, uh, me why it's important to clean up and I'm going to expect to hear a cover up. That doesn't yeah. mean you shouldn't include those things, but those are the things as a listener and as a judge, I'm going to go like, yep. Okay. I, I knew that was coming. So those right. have to be told really well. Those have to be buttoned down and you probably don't have to spend as much time on them because this is a familiar topic. The surprising things you find are what you want to are are what's going to separate you. Uh, okay. If you were to talk to an asbestos manufacturer about like, here's why we keep making it, you know, like that would be interesting. Like, but why? Why would you possibly ever make it? Why would that town change its name to asbestos? That's the fun stuff that's going to make me go. Well, that's interesting. I haven't heard that before. Okay. Um. Wow. I don't know what to do with that last half a minute. And oh, there we go. <laughs> well, you don't have to decide because your time's up. Yeah, I just enjoy it. this last few uh, seconds of time, yeah, man, Coach. You, you always go above and beyond. Uh, every week, uh, you, you come to me and you sound like, man, I don't know. Uh, and then you nail it. Uh, you wouldn't be here otherwise. So I, I'm, I'm super excited to see what you do. Okay, I'm excited too. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, Tom. Tom alleviated some of the fears and apprehensions that Ken had going into this week's challenge. He was feeling more confident and ready to get the work done. While he and his team were plugging away at the edit, I got to sit down with Ken to talk about how it feels to be at the end of this crazy podcast journey. All right, Ken, it's it's the final week of the competition. You are a finalist. Yeah. Did you ever anticipate that you would that you would be a finalist? I tried to keep reminding myself it was an unlikely scenario. Yeah. And I think I successfully convinced myself throughout the competition. Um, in fact, every, every week I convinced myself it was going to be my last. And I think that's been my good luck charm, my, my unwavering pessimism. <laughs> Temper your disappointment at least, right? Yeah. The challenge this week, you get a new, a brand new team. You you have a whole team of people again that you got to pick. Yeah. And uh, are you happy about that? Are you happy to be on a team again, or were you? Did you feel more comfortable solo? Because I know you've you've always, until you did this competition, you've typically been a solo podcaster, right? Yeah, yeah. I like working with a team, and and that's part of what I was looking forward to joining this contest. Any and all help. They give, I'm grateful for, uh, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, why are they here? Why are they helping me when they have no skin in the game anymore? Uh, are you, are you suspicious <laughs> of their motivations? <laughs> no, definitely not. I just feel like, uh, I, I feel funny asking them for things. I keep panicking because I, I'm thinking about September's task and she's doing a fun historic alcohol related uh, podcast. And for some reason I chose to bum them all out with asbestos. <laughs> so I, I hope 
that the amount of effort, I think pound for pound, I'm going for the less bummer of the of a podcast if they're all things being equal. Like the, certainly the judges aren't just going to be like, this is a bummer. You lose. <laughs> like they're going <laughs> to certainly they're capable of seeing the the craftsmanship and and this and the skill and the effort put in. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. At the same time, I, I think I'm dealing with important subject matter. Uh, I think um, Heidi, who I interviewed yesterday, she's kind of put a lot of trust in me and in, in kind of getting her message across that she's very passionate about. And it couldn't have been an easy story for her to tell. So I want to do her proud and the others uh, I end up interviewing tonight. Is is Heidi the one that you? Uh, I I know you had mentioned to Tom, someone who had some loved one, a loved one, or more than loved one, more than one loved one that that had uh, died from asbestos related complications. Yeah, so she had a a father who worked uh, until they closed the plant uh, several years at a, an asbestos factory, and it impacted her her life and the the impact is ongoing that's kind of made her champion this whole cause are you like are you worried about losing you you know what as 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 nice as it would be to win the golden microphone or whatever this is is i I feel like i've already kind of won getting this far so I, I treat it every week as my prize for surviving is another week of podcast school i've had every week of podcast school yeah there are Um, no more weeks of podcast school after this so you got to you got to be a student for for the entire length of the semester ultimately i i think it's it's yeah i i think it's about making a a good podcast um that uh communicates an important message i think so win or lose yeah i I, if i I want to be able to do a job I'm proud of. Let's. I want to talk about your team that you have because that's that's the this is the last time you're going to be on a team. We put you right. back on a team. You're not solo anymore. You have uh, Bill Meeks who came mm-hmm. back. Um, you've got Sean already. You've got the other Sean. Yeah. Because um, all three Seans are back, and the other two are on September's team. And uh, so, so you're weak on Seans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little behind on the Seans. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Uh, what you did was you grabbed up Jason, take, like he was just in it. And yes. you took a third place runner-up, put him on your team, and and you know what? Quite frankly, you deprived him of a much-needed break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not only did I like scoop in and, and grab the the interview he mentioned. Um, <laughs> the the Tobolowski interview, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and then I then I took his week of of vacation away, <laughs> yeah. much needed rest. How has it been having? Has Jason just jumped right in and and gotten like like hasn't skipped a beat? You know, yeah, he's a uh, classic Jason. He's how can I help? Um, Given lots of good notes, um, he keeps reining me in and reminding me. You know, it's supposed to be a science podcast. So. Right, right. That's good. The outcome, it sounds like, whereas it'd be great to win, you're um, you're happy either way. Is that correct? Yeah, my I, my goal is the best 
asbestos podcast you've ever heard. And if I well, happen to beat September in the process, you know what? I, I hope September wins. Uh, you know, I'd like to win. So either way, I, I'm, I'm good with it. There are many dangerous chemicals out there, substances with a sudden and apparent lethality. However, the slow, silent killers can often prove the most insidious. Substances that seem useful at first, almost too good to be true. This was the promise of the wonder material known as asbestos. Strong, flexible, abundant, and able to withstand temperatures of over 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, asbestos promised so many useful applications for our modern world. Asbestos comes into the home in the shape of fireproof curtains and covers, and in a variety of patterns. They are one answer to the problem of the careless smoker. Vinyl asbestos with the beauty and texture of a handcrafted swirl chip design. This contemporary home shows how modern asbestos materials can be adapted to any style or design. No doubt you've heard of asbestos, and presently, in hindsight, we find the name synonymous with poison. Hammond here. We have made it through a full season, season four of America's Next Top Podcaster. We've talked about eliminating sound. We've talked about noise. We've talked about eliminating noise. We've talked about EQing. I want to talk about noise one more time. Getting the proper noise profile on a recording and then removing that noise wholesale is one of the more important aspects of recording in more uncontrolled settings. And the Waves X noise does just that. You run it over a piece of ambient recorded sound, and then it learns the profile, it shapes the profile, you drop it in, and it eliminates that noise. No matter how good you are, there's going to be noise. I have removed something as subtle as computer fans to things as obnoxious as room fans, those big room fans. Wind noise, I've removed an entire shopping trip to Home Depot once using a combination of NS1 and X-Noise. This uses an algorithm based on a single-ended broadband real-time noise reduction principle that uses frequency domain analysis to detect and reduce unwanted noise from the source. That's a lot of words, but basically what it does is it learns it and eliminates it. I could not live without X-Noise from Waves. So to learn more about X-Noise, go to waves.com or follow the link in the show notes and start sounding better today. I also would like to thank Waves, one, for letting me play with and learn about Clarity as it came out. And it is a wonderful program. If you didn't hear me talk about Clarity, I'll tell you it is the best noise reduction for a voice I've ever dealt with. I would also like to thank Waves for providing a content creator suite for the winner of this season of Podcasting Idol. They have been a sponsor now for three years, and I am happy to have a relationship with Waves, and I can tell you that as a amateur podcaster, their price points work to have amateur podcasters be able to compete in the podcast market with the people who have all the big monies in the studios. Because with just a few plugins, you have the opportunity to sound as good as they are. That way, all you have to worry about as a podcaster is your content. All 
right, here we are. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's time to find out who, out of September McCready and Ken Pelishock, will be the winner of this season of America's Next Top Podcaster. But before we go out onto the stage to see what the judges decided, we should check in one last time with Tom Merritt to hear his thoughts on our season four finalists. Well, September has hit on an excellent concept, and, and I know she's she's bringing it from a previous week, but man, uh, yeah, it, it's just built to win. Uh, who doesn't like uh, a historical tale about beer? Uh, it, it just feels like something that that is easy to make interesting. She's going to have to make it interesting. She's going to have to execute, and she's got a good team around her. Uh, she's got a few challenges with some folks where she has great quotes, but... She doesn't have the actual audio from them. So I really was encouraged her to push that, like, see if you can drive out there. Is there anything you can use? Uh, you know, not let uh, those barriers get in the way. Uh, and and she was open to that. So I, I can tell she's she's going to do everything uh, she can to win. And uh, best of luck to her. I, I think she's got a great shot. Ken, I've realized in the course of this year that he is a he's a silent killer. Every time I coach with Ken, uh, he's always the guy that kind of sounds like maybe he doesn't quite have the idea of what he's up to. But I'm on to his game because I noticed, even though he's talking about, well, how do I strike the right tone? I don't want to offend people. You know, how do I put the right minutes, which are great questions. In the background, he's like, well, but I've got this interview with a town, you know, somebody in a town called Asbestos. I just need to get, you know, someone who speaks French. Oh, I've got this other interview with the cancer survivor. I've got this other interview with the, like, he's done the work. He's all over this. So uh, I know that Ken is asking questions that are important to him and he wants to solve because he has got the basics nailed down. Uh, And so I really don't know who's going to take this home, uh, but I'm excited to hear both of these shows. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that woke up next to Suzanne Plachette and realized it was still a reality competition. Look it up, kids. It's a real thing. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. It's the moment you've been waiting for, and certainly our two finalists have been waiting for. Ken Palaszczuk and September McCready have been working hard for the last 11 weeks of challenges, enduring high highs and critiques from our judges, polishing their skills like rocks in a tumbler and shaping them into professional podcasters. And they couldn't do it without our judges. Speaking of whom, let's meet them now. From Dog and Pony Show Audio, it's Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Welcome to the end. And from Infinite Gain, Jenny Josephson. Why, hi. Hello, and uh, here virtually from the Frog Pants Network, Scott Johnson. We'll have audio from him uh, coming up a little bit later. Um, All right, we're down to the finale, uh, you guys, with our two finalists this season and knowing where they came from and and watching their growth over the course of the season. Uh, Justin, Jenny, do you, you notice some growth, obviously, with them? Do you have a uh, one item in particular that you noticed uh, great improvements? Confidence. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I think that that um, in general, this is a nebulous field, and you have to pick a direction to go before you can even walk there confidently. So I think what changed is a lot of people figured out paths to walk, and then they walk them boldly. 
Very good. Yeah. And that's, and that is key. That is, uh, uh, something that usually comes with time and we kind of <laughs> forced them into uh, a lot of that with the course of the season. Now this week they had to take an existing show, a show that, uh, was a, uh, a losing podcast from one of the weeks, put their hands back in it and redo it and see if they could make something better from it. And, uh, we're going to see how they did. Let's start with September. Hello, Brian. You picked cheers to brewing. Uh, you'd worked on that one before, and you felt like it only had some minor critiques that you were uh, ready to overcome with the redo. What did you feel was the biggest change that you made over the original episode? Well, uh, signposting. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You're, you're listening. Yep. <laughs> and uh, taking the the music, the soundscaping that was like unintentionally misleading and distracted from the actual history story we were telling didn't do that used soundscaping more like jury had advised as um just fonting when we're changing a time period in the story all right well let's get to our judges judges we're going to start this time with jenny hello i loved this show i love this show um (laughs) it was fascinating i learned so much there's a part of me that wished it had been like just slightly less about the beer side of yeast, but I understand that like that's what most people care about with yeast, like brewer's yeast. But I am a girl who's been making bread for five to seven years, and I wanted a little bit more, like you touched on it, but I wanted a little bit more of the weird side of yeast. Like give me more weird yeast because yeast is weird. Like I have been working with it for a long time, and it is a strange thing and it doesn't just go one place. It goes lots of places. It goes smelly places, it goes harmful places. And, um, I, I would assume other episodes would touch on this. Maybe. Um, I'm not as interested in beer as I am in bread. I mean, the the show is called (laughs) cheers for brewing. I know I wanted it to be something different personally. And that's unfair. You wanted cheers. You wanted cheers to bread. Bread. Yeah. Cheers to baking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically standing up for yeast here because yeast is yeah. so exciting and interesting. So this would be like the only episode of Cheers to Brewing that you would have liked because yes. you like yeast. So think yes. about it like that. That's oh, always look on the bright side <laughs> of life. Okay. So I did really love this. I loved your interviews. I loved your thoughtfulness. You sounded like you all liked the topic. And I think you all did a really good job. I didn't hear a lot of edits. It was just like a beautiful um, uh, exploration into a topic that I know a little bit about and didn't know a little bit about. And I guess my only note in general is, it's okay to get a little weird, get a little funky. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jenny. All right, let's go over to Justin. Well, let's start here. There's only two episodes here at the end of the road. And I will say that in the seasons that we have done this show, I cannot remember both of the final episodes being so published ready. Uh, uh, This is ready to go. Uh, I would, I mean, if we were doing a fine tooth comb, there are a few things that I would that I would pick out, but but by and large, it was exceptional from concept to execution. The guests were fantastic, and the knowledge is something that I would say would just a just a gloss of some narrative, uh, uh, a polish. You know, you could have this play as competitively at the top end of the educational space of podcasting. Uh, September, I, I want you to feel very good 
about everything you've done and know that you and everybody who worked on this very much have a place in the podcasting community. Thank you. And we did not use our whole 15 minutes. I was thinking of and uh, (laughs) and you get and you got that. Four minutes worth of uh, uh, gratitude from me. Uh, uh, <laughs> please know that that is uh, uh, the exchange rate currently is a dollar per minute. So, uh, but you know, with with inflation, it might be up to more than that. So the next time you see me, I owe you money. Nice. <laughs> All right. We also have some notes from Scott. We're going to listen to those right now. September. I really, really liked you. Uh, the redo here. Um, I think it is better than the original, which I do remember. I think it's a it's just a much more polished uh, and well put together uh, piece of work. So congratulations on that. I'll get my complaint out of the way early. The only real complaint I have is that the levels are really low, and I had to go and artificially pump them up uh, so that I could hear it where I'm listening to it. Not a huge deal, but something to consider for post production stuff. I know we've run into this before, and today was just one of those things. So uh, the reason I think that this was good quality stuff this week is. Because I'm not at all, not even in the least bit, really interested in yeast or the beer making process or anything to do with that world. It just doesn't have any connection for me. And so I, I want to give you points for for drawing me in, for making me interested in hearing how that went. I think your on-the-scene interview stuff, which you were able to use again here, was good and adds a lot to uh, the proceedings. In fact, I think it's crucial that you had that stuff in there. So well done on that. Um but yeah, for someone who doesn't drink beer or any kind of alcoholic beverages for that matter, you were able to draw me in and have me be interested through the entirety of the 12 or so minutes that this took to, to listen to. So uh, congratulations on that. I think you did a great job on this. Uh, congratulations. Well done. Excellent. Thank you so much, September. Thanks for uh, uh, a great, great submission. Well done. Thank you, guys. Let's get over to Ken. Hello. Hello. All right, so you decided to rework the world's most dangerous chemical. I did. Uh, What was the biggest thing that you took from the critique of the first version to change for for this one? Well, I wanted to first make sure I used 15 minutes exactly. And if I (laughs) had an extra second, I would have used that too. I remember it being kind of a fun premise with a problematic tone. So I, I liked the merging of history and science like september you ended up working with a couple people you hadn't worked with before uh bill and sean first time you've worked as part of a team with them um when we were talking about filling out your support team for the finale i was surprised you had two people on your list that you hadn't worked with before but what what um, made you go with them well i i think i had just about every contestant on my list so uh it's very diplomatic but yeah (laughs) people people were busy and I, i get you know, that they made other plans. They didn't wait around for maybe coming back the last week. So I got to meet uh, Sean and Bill. Great guys. Uh, All right, let's get to the critiques. And we're going to start this time with Justin. So I'm going to start by not talking to Ken. I'm going to talk to everybody else here. Full disclosure, Ken and I have emailed with each other for years uh, about my shows various versions of of my shows and every time that Kenny emails me it brings a smile to my face because he is a very funny and creative guy but a few years ago Ken asked my advice about getting into podcasting I told him to do a series of one-offs because he had a bunch of ideas for shows and I was like uh, well do one-offs just do like five one-off 
shows and see which one feels better. And he sent me a few of them uh, and they sucked, but, but he did do them. (laughs) And what we've seen here in this competition. And I think more than anybody we've ever seen on this competition is Ken maximized his talents. He got better where he was weaker and he made his strengths even more important. We've had a lot of contestants on these shows uh, and these seasons that have had unique and captivating voices. Uh, you know, we had Gidget on in our, in our first season, we, we had multiple really compelling voices that have been on uh, the show. Even this season, Ken is one of them. None of those have ever, I think, made their voice more compelling uh, or showed different dimensions to it. And what we saw in this ever heard rather in this episode was Ken taking his natural personality, which is dry, but very funny and very witty and very humorous. And, and the low tone of his voice plays against how playful he is and turns that upside down. This episode is haunting. It not only uses your voice to perfection, it uses your voice to a perfection that I didn't realize you could do. The interviews here add the exact punch that you need, and the archive makes it real. It makes it feel visceral. The narrative here is exceptional. The fact that we begin at the beginning with Asbestos Quebec. We end our story with Asbestos Quebec being renamed, therefore signifying that society has caught up to what we now know, which is Asbestos is not a miracle. It is indeed a curse. This was my favorite episode of the entire season. And you know, putting it up with my favorites from this entire series, Ken, if it wow. were only up to my vote, then you have won this competition. Wow. Thank you, Justin. Very good. Well, let's get over to Jenny. So I don't know Ken at all. I didn't know him before this show. I didn't, you know, I'd never gotten an email from him. Uh, I hope I do in the future. It was so true to your area of knowledge with Canadian asbestos, like, um, you know, uh, uh, stupid Americans always get all the attention, right? Um, mm. But to really highlight a specific era of history that is a unique to the country of Canada, it drew me in even more. So it was like complimenting a piece of knowledge that I didn't have, and it was obviously incredibly important, um, and especially with all the industry. And so I really, um, uh, I really loved it. I really was fascinated by it. It's the third podcast in a row from Ken that I want to share with some member of my family. And that has mm-hmm. not often happened on this show. And I really hope that I hear your voice everywhere soon. Uh, let's get to Scott, who gave us some thoughts. Okay, so my thoughts on Ken's submission this week. Um, my memory is real shaky on what the original sounded like. Uh, to be honest, this all felt really new to me. And I think maybe that's to your credit because it felt like a very different take. But uh, take my crappy memory of what what episodes we've heard before and, and set that aside for a second. I really only have one complaint, and that is you jumped right in without saying anything about what the show was. It was basically just kind of a, a cold open and then no late title card or or anything to to sort of tell me. I think that would have <clears throat> helped make it a f- more final product, but it's hard to actually hold it against it because I really thought it was good. 
great use of clips, great use of bed music, maybe a little sad, but there there was kind of a break in the middle of it where you where that stopped and it just became Ken talking and I think that stuff was actually more effective. Um but the use of clips, previous interviews, all that stuff really helped hammer home the story of this, which is something I'd never known about before uh this particular year's competition of the NTP and even more so this time around, I just felt like I learned a ton. Real somber material, super interesting stuff. The kind of thing I wouldn't mind seeing a longer documentary about. Great. All that stuff sounded great. So well done, Ken, on this, your final submission of the 2022 ANTP. Excellent. Yeah, so let, let, let's, let's add a few more laugh lines to this asbestos story. Let's let's really... <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that, that signature so dry, witty humor about the, oh, when you God. breathe one particle of something and it kills you? But, you know, not too sad. Uh, uh, in, all, in all seriousness, uh, 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 when... I look at negative comments on the stuff that I do now. So let's say World's Greatest Con, for example, which is something that not only has been thought of and written out and recorded and re-recorded and re-edited and reorganized until we get it to a place that is exactly where we want it. When people write negative stuff now, like, but uh, uh, why is there this idiot talking about his life? Just get to the story. Because Brian talks a lot about his life. I love those comments. Not because I am, uh, 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 you know, I, I want everybody to like it. If they didn't like it, then that's up to them. But because they directly identified a very specific and intentional decision that we made. Like, if they get that, if they're like, yes, Brian talks about his life and then he talks about this story, uh, then at, at the very least, they are seeing what you brought and then they make a decision, but that's out of your hands. If somebody it, like Scott looked at that and said, you know, a little sad for me, that's a valid thing, right? Because Scott mm -hmm. might want something that is a little bit more lighthearted. And as much as we can joke around about it, mm -hmm. that is his opinion. His opinion is always valid. However, what you should be very happy about is that he identified exactly what tone you were deliberately going for. And that matters. Yeah, it, it uh, man, well said, uh, Justin. So that kind of brings us to the to the pivotal moment of this show uh, is the point where we have to declare a winner. Um, this is, uh, again, a really, really great week for you guys. You guys both did an incredible job. And, and Jenny said it, Scott said it, Justin said it. But you guys both did such an incredible job. High scores on everything all around. So kudos to you guys for doing um as Justin put, you know, stuff that, that could go live on a feed right now. Um, however, we have to have a winner. And um, there was a podcast that did slightly better this week in terms of scores. And that podcast belonged to Ken Pelishon. Congratulations, Ken. Oh, you've, you've won America's Next Top Podcaster. Wow. Thank you. Well done. Hard fought battle because, like I said, September you did an amazing job, and and uh, uh, you both deserve. These were close. Kudos These scores were close, and they were very high. Like yeah. they were, they were very, very high scores for a, a three panel judging thing, and uh, uh, they were extraordinarily close. September, please do not hang your head on this. This was uh, uh, again so, so, so good, and if you only listen to the two final episodes from each of our three seasons, 
I don't think that there would be a hesitation to say that this was by far the highest quality. Uh, Ken, you're going to be getting a Contour Shuttle 2 Pro, a folding microphone shield, uh, software from uh, Waves, content creator audio toolkit, and uh, Justin's going to be working with you Finally, after after all that, all those one shot podcasts that uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't make the cut, yeah. uh, he's going to be working with you uh, to develop a show. So, wow. uh, congratulations! Well, thank you. Excellent. September, we've got some goodies for you as well: a uh, an Amazon gift certificate and uh, and a bunch of uh, ANTP stuff to celebrate your time here on the show. We just loved having uh, both of you. Uh, being part of this season. You guys are fantastic. And we now consider you part of the ANTP community and look forward to hearing what you, what you guys do next. All right. That is going to do it for this season of America's Next Top Podcaster. On behalf of our judges, our coach, our producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving, this is Brian Ibbett saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next season on America's Next Top Podcaster. Hi, it's September McCready. Welcome to the end of my journey on ANTP. I'm really, really glad I did this, and I appreciate all the challenges I was given and how it's going to make me better at this going forward. Thank you so much to every contestant I worked with. I had some great teams, and again, they also helped make me better at this. Mostly, I want to thank my family. Uh, without my husband and my son stepping up and filling in the gaps at home, I wouldn't have been able to take all the time to meet every challenge as well as I could. If you're thinking about entering ANTP, do it. Do it. It can only make you better. And if you're thinking about just making a show, go ahead. Get yourself out there. I'll never regret it. America's Next Top Podcaster is hosted and created by Brian Ibbett. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. The show is written and edited by our producer, Bobby Frankenberger. Alex Albisu conducts our post interviews and is our Patreon manager. Social media community manager is me, Monica Stone. Thanks to all our patrons and sponsors. And most of all, thank you for listening. For more information, go to America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Oh,